Welcome to the House Call Doctor's Quick and Dirty Tips for Taking Charge of Your Health. I'm your host, Dr. Rob. Thanks so much for listening. Today I'm going to cover the topic of the common cold. Did you know that there is actually a cure for the common cold? Each year there are over a billion colds in the U.S. That's a lot of grumpy people and a lot of tissue. But what actually is a cold? The term common cold refers to an acute illness, acute meaning lasts a short time, that causes the following symptoms. Nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and sore throat. Figure you probably already knew that, but it's good to make sure you define your terms. Additional symptoms may also be present, including cough, headache, decreased appetite, and your head feeling like someone filled your nasal passages with lead while you weren't watching. Fever tends not to be present in adults, but it is common to see in children with colds. The symptoms generally last under a week. Doctors, of course, have a fancier term for colds. They call them upper respiratory infections. They're the same thing, but it sounds a lot smarter to say than saying it's a cold. At least it's not a Latin word. Colds are caused by any of 200-plus viruses, with the majority of them being from the rhinovirus family. They call them this because under an electron microscope, the viruses have little horns and like to charge other viruses. Actually, the name comes from the Greek word meaning nose, but I kind of like the other explanation better. These viruses are highly contagious. When a person has one of these viruses, they'll, they'll spread it actually to anything they touch, infecting the next person who touches that thing. That's why most colds infect multiple family members. I do have some good news, though. There is actually a cure for the common cold. It's called time. After a while, your body will fight off cold viruses and cure you nearly 100% of the time. Sorry, if that's not a glamorous answer, but there is no real need for a cure. The treatments of these infections doesn't focus on curing them, but instead almost entirely on treating the symptoms while your body goes after the infection. What about zinc? There is a lot of buzz around this metal, as one study showed that sucking on a zinc lozenge right as you got a cold decreased the rate of infection. Now, no other study has actually verified this. Again, it doesn't hurt to use zinc, but it can put a nasty taste in your mouth. The same holds true for vitamin C and echinacea. They don't hurt you, but there's little evidence that they'll make colds go away faster. The good news, however, is that no matter what you do, colds almost always go away. So, the focus of treatment is centered on reducing symptoms, so you're not as difficult to live around. And so, here are my quick and dirty tips for what to do when you catch a cold. Tip number one is take care of yourself. Get rest and eat right. Your body's working hard to get better and give it all the help you can. You don't have to lie in bed all day, but don't stay up late to watch Letterman. Tip number two, treat symptoms. Decongestants, cough medicines, and pain and fever reducers are available separately or in combinations of all sorts. Antihistamines, which are present in many of these medications, aren't much good for a cold, although they do make it easier to sleep. Check the labels and pick out a medication that matches your symptoms. Tip number three is moisturize. Using a humidifier and a saline nasal spray can make your mucus easier to blow out of your nose. Keeping things loose will make it less likely for it to turn into a bacterial infection, like a sinus or ear infection. You may have heard of the recent recommendations not to use cold medicines in young children. This is not because they're dangerous, but because no study has shown that they really work. Without that benefit, 
even the really small risk these drugs pose is not worth taking. I tell parents not to give them to kids under two. Now, sometimes colds can become more significant infections. Ear and sinus infections are the most common of these and may need antibiotics if they're bad. Be careful with young children also who develop real bad coughs as there are a few serious viral infections that they can get. In my opinion, it's never wrong to come into your doctor's office. If you're worried that there may be something more serious going on, come in to your doctor. I never mind having someone ask easy questions. In fact, I need all the easy questions I can get. Just don't push for antibiotics. Giving antibiotics to someone with a virus may increase the risk of producing resistant bacteria. Listen to my antibiotic podcast if you still have questions about this. Finally, there are some things that you may have heard about that just aren't true. You don't get a cold by letting your feet get cold, going to bed with wet hair, or going outside without a jacket. No matter how many moms or grandmothers say this, it's still not true. Starving colds and feeding fevers is dumb advice. Just eat healthy food no matter how you feel. Drinking extra fluids doesn't do more than make you pee a lot. Just drink enough to avoid dehydration. Green mucus doesn't mean you need antibiotics. Mucus will eventually turn green in most colds, as most young children could tell you. And finally, bronchitis is a term describing inflammation of the airways leading to the lungs. Doctors use this time all the time for people with a loose cough. But most bronchitis is viral and does not require antibiotics. Well, that's all I have to say about colds. Next week, I'll continue my series on diabetes. If you have subjects you want me to cover, let me know by emailing me at housecalldoctor at quickanddirtytips.com or call area code 206-337-5895. You can find me on Twitter at housecalldoc and on Facebook under the housecalldoctor. Now, let me remind you that this podcast is for informational purposes only. My goal is to add to your medical knowledge and translate some of the weird medical stuff you hear so when you do go to your doctor, your visits will be more fruitful. I don't intend to replace your doctor. He or she is the one you should always consult about your own medical condition. Don't forget to visit my blog, Musings of a Distractible Mind, at distractible.org. Catch you next time. Stay healthy. Stay healthy.